1: Hi this is Daniel Leviskin with Topia I'm the CEO and co-founder and we are evolving how people socialize online based in West Hollywood. But how does somebody that's uh, an ordinary artist make a living being an artist? Uh, it's the kind of thing that growing up I was sort of under the impression that you can't be an artist and have any kind of financial independence or freedom and I think what we've seen over the last couple of years is a massive shift in that with different creator economies, things like Twitch, uh, for example, that allow you to be a game player artist, right? Different, different types of creativity, different types of art are now not just being encouraged, but are becoming viable career paths. Um, And, and you, you know, young people, future generations are seeing that and saying, Hey, I don't need to be a doctor or a lawyer or a software engineer in order to have financial independence. I can be a creative. That's amazing. And I think that the epicenter for a lot of that is Los Angeles.
0: Let's talk about how you built your creativity, your Topia. What was the origin story of the first idea of Topia and then how you started building and what did that look like and where are you today?
1: So Topia is actually really a journey that I've been on for the last seven years. I had a startup in 2015 that was called Body and it was a way for fitness instructors to create their own virtual fitness studios with their own branding, pricing, and then teach live interactive classes uh, that were very experiential where they could see the participants and participants could see each other. So it emulated that experience of being in person, kind of like what you see a little bit with Peloton, but uh, more more like Zoom meets Peloton. And this was using very similar technology called WebRTC, Web Real Time Communication, that we're actually using in Topia. And the reason I one of the one of the reasons I did that is Um, for a similar kind of uh, um, goal of empowering ordinary fitness instructors to be able to build communities around them and then teach these live classes where participants can actually be in community with one another and have the experience where like I could be in Los Angeles, my sister's in Chicago, we can take a class together and we can see each other like we're in person. And there was really no way to do that online. And so that was seven years ago. Um, ever since I've been uh, I've been building different technologies platforms. I've built dozens of things over the uh, course of six years. And you know some of them in Los Angeles, some in uh, in New York, I actually lived in Southeast Asia for for a bit doing this as well. And along all of my journeys, one of the things that I found is um, you know in, in Bali, for example, in Southeast Asia where I lived, Um, there were a lot of musicians and dance teachers that really struggled to figure out how to make a real living, how to make this a viable lifestyle, uh, how to attract people to their retreats, for example. And um, I I tried to help some of them with digital marketing, with building a digital brand. Um, And it kind of kicked me onto this path of realizing, hey, what if we could create a platform that makes this really, really easy for them to uh, have access to people all over the world. You don't have to live in Bali to be able to experience this thing. You could live in New York City, take a course or, you know, have an experience with somebody that lives in Bali that's facilitating this experience, that's creating a, a world that you can come and be in community in. Um, So that was really the origin of Topia.
2: Hey guys, it's Chantal Anderson, CEO and founder of RealMood, where you can watch, stream, and earn crypto. We're based in Culver City, so there's a couple of blockchain conferences coming up in Los Angeles. There's like a blockchain summit that's happening, in, uh, that's happening this upcoming Sunday, uh, September 5th. Um, and, and that, that's open to the public. Um, they, are, it's actually free. You don't have to, uh, they're not charging you to get in. You just have to be on a guest list. Um, and then there's also another blockchain conference happening in October. Um, and it's talking about, um, securities and infrastructures and how crypto is
0: um, leading
2: the way for um, financial literacy. And that's happening in October. I can't remember the name, but I'm happy to share that information with you.
0: If someone like new to L.A. and they could do anything at all, what activity or thing would you be like, you have to do this? You have to check this out.
2: So I'm born and raised in L.A. So um, I actually wouldn't. There's nothing in the city of L.A. that I would say you have to do this because everything is touristy that you'd be able to find on the Internet. I think a lot of the L.A. culture you'll actually find outside. And so one of the things that I actually would suggest is there's this amazing Mexican restaurant. We're highly influenced by the Mexican culture in Los Angeles. There's this amazing Mex- Mexican restaurant in Gage, which is like in East L.A. Um, the owners are world-renowned chefs that compete on Iron Shelf and they have a beard award. Um, and so they opened up this restaurant in East LA and it's amazing and it's true authentic food from Mexico and throughout true authentic food is not tacos and burritos. There's like a whole entire different landscape that I think the people of LA have been lied to. So I highly recommend they check that out. Cause you get the real culture of like Mexican food in LA and the people, cause they do like a full on thing, like the music and everything. It's called La Casita
0: Mexicana. Last question, what book do you recommend that we all read?
2: I'm going to plug my girl, Ebony K. Williams. She has a book called Pretty Powerful, and this is specifically for women, but men, you should definitely read it too, because it's another insight to the women's intellect and brain. It just talks about using your powers as a female into the world, um, using it in both the business world, personal life, and everything, and understanding your power as a woman and when I read that book I get so invigorated because I'm like women we're so smart we can run the world <laughs> you know so I love it because it just encourages me so much so yeah I definitely recommend everyone to check it out Ebony K Williams who's actually now a new housewife on um, the real housewives of New York but she's actually like a lawyer and she was on Fox News and she's done so many different things with Revolt. she's like super smart she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and she wrote this amazing book called Pretty Powerful and she's just amazing. So I definitely recommend everyone to check it out.
0: Is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? I want to say thank you so much for
2: having me. Any opportunity Real Mood gets to go out there and tell people about what we're doing is a, is a very awesome moment and we want to just offer you actually 100 Real Mood tokens on behalf of Real Mood for being an early believer and Stop. insider of our platform <laughs> as well as um, Stop, a couple of your so lucky cool. subscribers. So we'll definitely <laughs> we'll definitely send you guys a link and maybe you can raffle them off to some of your lucky subscribers and give your subscribers yes. some Real Mood tokens. Paste to be early.
3: Hey, this is Herman, founder of Good Bite, Fighting Food Waste, One Good Bite at a Time. We are based in Santa Monica. Yeah, so that ladder is, is exactly it. So it's a built technology with no traction. And that's the huge mistake that I made. I wish I would have, especially now being involved in the tech community. One of the phrases that has really uh, caught my attention is build in public. I keep hearing people build in public, build in public. And that's something I wish I would have done it from the beginning, because especially uh, uh, based on how much I had to learn early on, it would have been great to have shared the story and great to, to share what I had to go through in order to build the tech and test it out and make sure it works fine, integrate all of the processing payment stuff, all that stuff. It would have been awesome. So now it's it, it unfortunately made that mistake. So here I am uh, with uh, a built technology, but no sort of traction. I was able to land one customer. Uh, which is a uh, it's an Indian restaurant in Westwood, but unfortunately no users yet. And I don't have enough restaurants yet to be able to feel comfortable to to release the app. So I was planning to wait until we had at least 10 restaurants in order to actually release the app and, and make it public for users to be able to use it.
0: It would be interesting for everybody that would want to use it to actually start backwards saying, I'm a founder. I built this technology so restaurants can provide you like their food on a discount rate, but I need you in order to activate things. So getting all the people to sign up first, like, and saying, yes, I want this. And then going to the restaurants, I have 10,000 people, I have 50,000 people and they're ready. Like, that might be cool,
3: yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, I've seen a lot of companies, and I've read a lot of stories where people have been able to gain that sort of traction by just being able to talk about the story and talk about what it is that their mission is and have some sort of waitlist. and that that was sort of new to me. I haven't I've never personally signed up for any waitlist like that, but I know people are out there and, if they like the mission enough and, and they like your story behind the mission, then they'll sign up. So that's an excellent idea. That's something I can I can definitely uh, see myself doing.
0: Are you starting with just restaurants in Los Angeles?
3: Yes. The idea was to start in Santa Monica since it was a big tech hub. And I was hoping that the restaurant owners there would be much more willing to give uh, a little guy like me uh, an opportunity to, to play with that tech and and to see if it helps them reduce food waste
0: wait let's get into this for a second so it's just los angeles if you swapped it and had the people first uh, first of all how would the food be delivered to them how do they pick it up how do how is this different than like uber eats in the sense of like the logistics
3: great question so is it the
0: same yeah
3: it's not the same as as uber eats uh this is dealing entirely with excess or surplus food and so the idea is that uh, when a restaurant has any sort of excess food, they would post it on the app and then they would determine what quantity they have. So how many meals they have or how many bike bags they have, something that we've, we've sort of termed. And then from there, um, they would uh, let the user know what time they need to pick up. And typically that happens at the end of the day, um, closer to closing hours. And then once the user is able to reserve, you know, find whatever they like and, and reserve that through the app. They just have to show up at uh, you know, at the restaurant at X amount of, at X time and then show the receipt that they've um, purchased the meal.
0: Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com.